Now for a show by a brother and sister who are polar opposites, but who both found a calling running solo businesses. This is the Unfederated Podcast. Hey, Sarah. Hey, bro. What's happening? Just, you know, so much. I'm really enjoying the longer days and the approach of summer. That's a big deal to me. Uh, you guys get like kind of get the shaft on the, the warm season, right? I mean, it's super sunny here. So that's, it makes up for it a little bit. It was like 60 degrees today, um, but it'll snow later in the week. I get all of my weather information from casual conversation from bystanders and passersby um, instead of like an app or the news. Um, so I'm always like, I hear it's going to turn cold later. And people are like, really? When? And I'm like, I don't, I, I'm just saying what I was told. Um, so <laughs> I'm sure that's equally as accurate as yeah. I mean, meteorologist. Kind of like it's the village approach. <laughs> like, just kind of like sensing it in my arthritic joints. <laughs> But pretty much in Colorado, you can assume if it's 60 degrees and you say, well, but it's supposed to snow next week. It's like, that's true. That sounds always true. Pretty good shot. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, oh, uh, well. Uh, how, how about you? How are you? I'm doing well. I've been, uh, you know, I've been working on being more healthy. I didn't know and that. You didn't know that? <laughs> no, I mean, you've been working out a lot, right? Yeah, and I've I've taken up running despite um my <laughs> my Your lack of my lack of love <laughs> for hatred. Yeah. Uh yeah, so uh, my my daughter has been doing this really cool thing where she wakes up around 2 or 3 in the morning, um kind of freaking out, and uh this morning we got fortunate it was like 6. Um <laughs> But like I was, there's no way I was going back to sleep. So I went for kind of an impromptu run and all of a sudden, you know, it's evening as we're recording this and it's, it's, I'm feeling it. Yeah, I bet. I went to yoga this morning at 11 a.m. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, I, I literally had to sit and like wait a little while for the sun to come up enough for me to go outside and get my car because I was like, this is going to be too depressing if it's like still dark outside. <laughs> I just say I can't even handle mornings that early. Like the only time I'm awake that early is when I'm going to the airport. It's it's the time of year for, for us here in Chattanooga where I like I check my weather app, which I'd use. And it is always like, oh, it's 41 degrees now, but it'll be 67 by three o'clock in the afternoon. But like. Uh, you know, in particular on weekends, it's like going at three o'clock in the afternoon is not super easy. You know, going to going to six thirty is not like isn't that much of a disruption. Um, sometimes when you know we have childcare and stuff uh, figured out, then I can leave and not feel like I'm just completely dumping on my wife to take care of our daughter while I'm gone. But um, if everybody's asleep, I don't feel that guilty. That's fair. That's a good point. Um, good. I'm glad you feel that guilt. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <that>. Nice. <laughs> yeah. I, I I know how much she sucks sometimes. So. <laughs> yeah. I know. <laughs> I mean, that's a that's just good parent to parent understanding. Um, yeah. I I'm glad you've been working out. So what, you were saying you're tired because you've been working out. Yeah. Yeah. 
just unexpected early morning. I, I stayed up late watching the season finale of uh, The Office. I don't know if you've heard of that show before, but oh, it's a. Uh, I haven't. I thought it was pronounced differently. Are you uh-huh, sure it's not yes. Office? Uh huh. Okay. Not The Office. Yeah, drop, I didn't think it was drop the. the, the. You know, it's like The Walmart. Uh huh. Yeah. Um. So <laughs> I'm glad you finally know how that ended. <laughs> is, is that a Southern thing? The Walmart. I, I used I, to make fun of, for, fun of our mother for, yeah. for making reference to the Walmart. Yeah, I feel and, like it is. I don't know okay. if, it, if it actually is, but I feel like it is. Or maybe it's just like, it's not Southern, you know, Midwesterners have a lot in common with the Southerners. But yeah, just like small town, like rural. Like, yeah. Because you know, if you're Walmart. in the city, there's multiple Walmarts. But like, <laughs> if you're anywhere else, um, that's interesting. So I was told... And I don't know if this is true or not, because uh, I verify no information that people tell me, as I have explained earlier. Uh, you just share it with the listeners of our fine program. Yep. <laughs> Unverified that the Walmart um, in East Tennessee were starting to carry CBD. CBD. Oh, stuff. interesting. Cannabinoid oils. Well, um, so there's where we live in Chattanooga. Um, we're kind of in the middle of three areas, like, you know, like parts of town that people would know, like we're kind of in this, like, like Venn diagram area of where the three ever. So one of them that we drive through frequently, um, which isn't particularly nice, has a lot of like pawn shops and cash advance. And I've noticed that like one of the cash advance places has conveniently started carrying CBD oil. And, I've, and I just, I just thought like, oh my gosh, like everyone is doing this, yeah, you know? No like, joke. Yeah, if we can't make money is, on our high interest loans, can it, we sell you? Right. Yeah. I, um, I had a client call me in the, in the industrial hemp space, um, Friday afternoon and he was like, I'm an industrial hemp. Do you know anything about industrial hemp? And I was like, actually, yes. And he was like, well, what do you know about it? Which I did not expect. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> I was like. Confrontational well, right out of the yeah. gate. Yeah. And I was like, well, I did my senior thesis in college on the legalization of industrial hemp in the bluegrass states. Boom. And he was like, oh, okay. This <laughs> is totally true. And I like was super into it because, I mean, it just made all the sense of the world. Like industrial hemp has no connection to marijuana. It like we were importing all of it because it was somehow legal, illegal because it was like the distinction hadn't been made, even though you can't make marijuana from hemp, industrial hemp and vice versa. Um, and it grows really well in the areas like Tennessee and Kentucky where tobacco used to be really common and um, became less common. Tobacco depletes the soil. Industrial hemp makes it better. Like, you know, there's a huge need for it, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So <laughs> um, it was one of those few moments where I had the right answer. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. That's like the Trump card. Yeah. And it is because like, I don't know if you know, but the farm bill, you know, was passed in the fall. And um, basically everything I wrote in that paper that I definitely no longer have access to was like, you know, it's all come true now. And CBD oil is everywhere. And like, you know, legit farmers are growing this stuff. It's just mind blowing to watch the change. Um, did you include in that paper, did you clu- include any information about the really cool hemp necklaces I used to wear in middle school? 
Because that, I mean, footnote, so, like maybe yeah. an appendix. You wore them in middle school, but you know I wore them way longer than that, which is way worse. Well, <laughs> you, you, that was kind of part of your shtick for a while. Yeah, you know? was, I, yeah. I was just a gangly teenager looking for yeah, a trend to hop on. Yeah, at least I went full throttle with the whole hip necklace and the whole thing. Yeah, that's why I don't have my um, term paper anymore is because I... I rolled it all up and smoked it. Uh, like, I really don't know where it is. Um, but, yeah, so anyways, interesting, fascinating situation. The Walmart might be, I don't know, carrying CBD. Apparently stiff competition at the cash advance place. Uh, I wonder if I can do, like, the curbside uh, Walmart <laughs> delivery where I just drive up and they bring it out. Um, oh, that'd be great. Yeah. Like they bring you out like the tiniest little bottle in the world. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I have to like, it's probably, if I had to guess, it's probably in this, that same shelf that the razor blades, like oh, the yeah. disposal With razor little, blades little are lock. in. Yeah. Yeah. Or you have to like get some gangly teenager to come and lock it for you. I'd guess that too. I mean, even so, um, my dad was saying that his Sunday school class is looking for like good CBD oil and that they heard that they, you can get really good stuff in Colorado. And I was like, you can, but you can't take it back with you. I mean, you can, but it's illegal. <laughs> yeah. So it's just a huge culture shift that's happening right now, apparently. Yeah. That's funny. That's funny that they're um, looking for it. Yeah. I know. Bunch of Baptists, you know. Right. <laughs> I love that they were all sitting around in a circle on those fluorescent lights and those terrible chairs the oldest carpet in the world and they were like i wonder where you can get some real good cbd <laughs> probably after the 50th week of them doing in a circle prayer request and everyone just hurting because they're old <laughs> you know yeah. they're just like i wonder if you yeah. know we can't do op opioids anymore yeah. so i guess we gotta do something else uh, the doctor won't give me any of my opioids anymore that's probably true they're like my my ankle and my hips and my knees and somebody was like tried cbd oil and then that's all they were into um <laughs> um so that I brought up because uh, it just happened and because um, I went to a continuing legal education course on cannabis law recently, and I thought we could talk about education. Boom. Continuing yeah. education. Yeah. It's it's continuing legal education, or, CLEs. Yeah. yeah. Um, I dig it. Yeah. Let's do it. So, like, that's a – I mean, that's a structured thing, and I have – requirements you know like colorado requires every three years that you obtain so many i had like quadruple the required amount um at the end of last year but then you know they don't carry over anything yeah that uh, sucks yeah so <laughs> like i'm back to kind of needing some which actually as i say this i have not entered my uh little transcript affidavit so I should do that <laughs> so i get credit for that those eight hours of pure bliss but um yeah, so I went to that one because I, you know, a lot of the the small businesses in Colorado, I, I don't represent any um, cannabis companies directly, but a lot of times I'll represent um, people who are like investing in a company that does stuff that's adjacent to cannabis and stuff like that. So it seemed like it'd be good to know um, more about it. Yeah, I I went and opened. Um, we've talked in the past about our hatred of. Spark Capital One. It's um, terrible. Yeah. 
and a couple weeks ago, I drove an hour to the closest branch of a particular bank that I wanted to open a checking account in on with. Um, and apparently if I was a sole proprietor, I could have done it online, but I'm not. So I had to go in person and there That's we go. terrible. But I was going through the process and there's like the questions they had to ask and, and like the, I guess would have ruled me out for getting an account. You know, but it was like, does this have anything to do with, does your business have anything to do with online gambling? <laughs> I was like, no. And like, you know, of course for a long time, and I don't know if it still is. And I, I can't remember if they asked me about any cannabis, you know, uh, specific stuff, but, um, it was a lot of like, I'm trying to think internet gambling and then like pharmaceuticals. Okay. And like, yeah. Like, you are know, you a couple a other things. Yeah. 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 Uh, yes. <laughs> they ask you all the same questions when you set up your, uh, like IRS tax ID. It, it's oh, okay. Like, are okay. you in the like a railroad? And you're like, no. <laughs> it seems really random. Yes, I'm a single person <laughs> yeah, bank <laughs> service provider. Um, yeah, so like banks don't service uh, the cannabis industry, which is a real problem for them. Uh, I was wondering if that had changed because, like, you know, the shotguns and safe approach seem seem like. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it was fascinating at the at the because I didn't know. Like I, I mean, you, we used to when it was first legalized. People lawyers used to be like, "Are there suits or stoners?" Because like there were you know business people who were getting into the field, and then there were stoners in the field, and it was like you want the ones with the suits and and not the like burnouts. Now like the stoners have all got out of business, and so. As only suits, but they're getting kind of haggard as a because the, the regulatory scheme is so complex and and just terrible, um, and they can't like have access to banks. So um, that is where I find a lot of people just industry specific uh, loaning like relatively small small amounts of money people to people for just like unbelievable terms that would never. Because uh, I can't get a line of credit, and yeah, so. Well, so besides CLE or whatever the, the acronym it is in your industry, like what other kind of stuff do you do besides college thesis? Yeah, right. So I was recently kind of like running up against a brick wall in that because I had math to do for my job, and I was like. I don't feel confident enough that this little tiny piece of accounting is being done the right way. And I would love somebody who like does this exclusively to review it um, or for me to figure it out better. It was cap table stuff. So that's like equity ownership interest in a company, but it was like kind of complex and certainly something you don't want to get wrong. <laughs> so um, I kind of like, I was bottom of the barrel. Like, what are my resources here? I mean, unless I happen to know somebody who I'm um, like, like they would understand this for some reason, probably, and also not judge me for not understanding it myself. <laughs> you know, um, what would you recommend? Is there any resource that you would recommend for something like that? Yeah, I was trying to think of what I've used over the past year. Um, I have used well, so like our uh, we just were off the hills uh, relatively recently of using Upwork for some folks to help us with the bump music for the show. Um, so that was, that was actually a new experience for me. Like I, I've heard like those like Upwork ish sites used, I mean, 
you know, in conversation a lot, but I never personally hired anyone through there. So, um, that was, you know, interesting and helpful and, and provides an opportunity for like a vendor from that perspective, you know, not like the education, but, um, do you, did your experience with Upwork was good? Yeah. Yeah. The, the guys, guys great. Um, you, you know, I, it wasn't the cheapest person. Like I, you know, my mindset, um, much per our shared, um, <laughs> much per our, our sh- shared father is, is one of like value, you know, like I'm happy to, to pay a lot if I'm getting something good. Um, and so I, I hold that to be true. And, and so, uh, you know, found the person I wanted and it was a good experience. Um, you know, I, the, like the, well, in my space, it's, uh, not the website, but in my space space, um, I was like, Oh, we're hearkening back. (laughs) Okay. Just send Tom a message and he'll respond. Um, (laughs) no, like a lot of what I do is online. Like, I mean, by its very nature. And so there's probably an exorbitant amount of online resources for it, you know? Um, all these people trying to SEO their way into whatever. So there's articles and stuff about all sorts of things. And I've been surprised even beyond my, my, um, area of expertise. Like you can find just about everything out on YouTube, like find a YouTube video about like I was changing. There's this one part of our washer that's like, I don't know. We got it when we got married. So it's like this 10 year old washer that was making this weird noise. And so like YouTube and like, here's this like seven year old man who's made this video on his iPhone of like that exact problem. Like he, it made the same noise. He like took it off. It was like the same model washer. It's like, Oh my gosh, this is like, you know, some days I, I like find I get to the end of the day where I feel like I've lost faith in the internet. And then some days like that day, I'm like, Oh my gosh, how amazing is the internet? Um, but I think the one thing that YouTube, like, you know, random blog post kind of approach, um, lacks is, is kind of the overarching context or like, you know, if I'm looking to do a very specific thing and I already know what that thing is, I can probably find a video about it. But like, if I just want to learn Photoshop, <laughs> you know, like it, it's much harder to find like, you know, some sort of extensive series of YouTube videos or a channel that that's all the things on Photoshop that like helped me, help me put it all together. Is it, um, there is a website for all of that. That's a, it's a woman's name. Yeah. Linda. Linda. Um, yep. And, With a y. and it's, we used to just keep a subscription for that at the agency that I worked at just because there's like, you never know what you're going to need to learn. And we all shared it and it kind of made sense, but it actually got purchased by LinkedIn. So it's, it's like gotten some injection into it as far as, um, you know, more kind of translating it more to the LinkedIn audience, which it's like kind of a perfect fit, you know, people looking to have new skills or whatever. That's interesting. Cause I, I use that to teach myself some things and like what I've used Upwork for is, um, after I'm done with a really long document being like, Hey, can you make sure all the formatting is like consistent and update the table of contents or whatever? It was like, key, like, and I probably should just learn how to like, you know, 
and I know how to like make the table of contents like automatically update and stuff, but it's a real hassle. So like, I'd rather somebody else do it. Um, and it was, it was fine. Like I, I got one bad person and then, um, a good person. And then I realized that the first person I chose had no reviews and that was really on me for <laughs> allowing, um, somebody with no reviews to do the project. Um, so yeah, that's the kind of thing. But so the the key is a hire the suits, not the stoners. Yeah, the suits, not the stoners. Kind of the whole the whole business philosophy. Which, like, as we have been talking, I have gotten two two new Airbnb requests. Um, one reminder request for the same weekend in October. Um. The weekend of 420. <laughs> like, like everybody in the freaking world wants to stay here. And um, April 19th through the 22nd. And so like we just keep jacking the prices up and being like, um, I guess. <laughs> like, I don't know. <laughs> is, is there surge pricing on Airbnb like there is on uh, yeah. Uber? Yeah, they automatically like increase it when there's a lot of traffic. So instead, it looks like it's going for like, um, you know. About about a time and a half what it would normally be. So, <laughs> yeah, the longer we wait, the the bigger the demand will be. <laughs> um, and usually they'll email and be like, "Is your place four twenty friendly?" And we always are like, "No," because <laughs> like just you know be discreet. <laughs> if you have to ask, and then I say yes, and then you do something terrible or dumb, I feel like I can't hold you responsible. Anyways, so all that to say, suits, not stoners. <laughs> um, yeah, so Upwork would be, but like general skills, uh, YouTube. I, I had that happen with my car. I, I went to get, I ran, I was, I ran all the way out of gas almost. And, and then the gas cap wouldn't open, like the little, uh, so much suction. Yeah. Like, no, well, probably, but like, no, the, like the thing, the door to the gas cap. Oh, and gotcha. so it has like a button inside the car and it was just not doing anything. And I was like, what do I do? Like, like, I have to get that open. Like, I don't know what my move is here. I kind of tried to, like, force it, but they're pretty pretty aggressively on there. And then there was a YouTube video that was, like, having this problem? Open up the panel inside your car and pull this emergency release. And it was super easy. Yeah, gosh. It's uh, it's amazing when that happens. Like, when it's just, like, I mean, sometimes you're looking for something and you have to watch. For, for some reason, like, it seems like 90% of YouTube videos are made by, like, Eastern European yeah. men. This one was like, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like apparently that's yeah. a thing over there. But, yeah. um, but yeah, when you can just find the right one, I, um, that's just perfectly like your exact situation. Yeah. But like you have to be able to define your question. I guess that's the thing. It's like if you have a singular defined question, then you can figure it out on YouTube or you can shop it out probably on Upwork. But it's where you're like, they want me to do X and I don't know how to do X. And then it's like, well, you got to figure out a way to learn it or find somebody who knows how to do it and pay them to do it for you. Yeah. It's like whatever the adage is, you don't know what you don't know. You know, like when you're in that situation, I, I think my, uh, Linda, something like Linda.com is a really good solution. My, my experience with it is it like, so what's really helpful about it is there's like a curriculum, like old school syllabus from college 
and it's like, you know, all the different, um, like the video is all chopped up into lessons, you know, and it's, it's all formatted really well. So you can jump around if you want to, like if, if you're just looking for a specific thing, you can kind of go find that thing. But like most of the videos, it's like, you know, the first, you know, three lessons are like installing the software or like, you know, how to register it, like in just stuff like that, which I guess is beneficial to someone. But like in my mind of just wanting to figure out what it is I'm trying to figure out, like it seems like like an annoyance, like, I, you know, but thankfully they make it fairly easy to just skip on to the part that's like, oh, here well, now we're using the software or, you know, whatever the skill is that we're looking to learn. Um yeah, so it's it's a good option. It's kind of, you know, from my perspective as a freelancer, it feels a little pricey to me, uh, or has in the past. Um, I don't I don't think I've looked. I'll do it now. Um, what the prices have looked like since LinkedIn bought them? I imagine that they changed. Um, like your first month is free. It used to be like thirty bucks a month, which like when I needed it was like oh cool but like the off months um yeah it looks like it's 30 bucks a month if you do it monthly or 25 a month if you pay for the annual um but you know then it's like 30 bucks every month and you're like months go by and you don't really need it um so but it's not easy to just like turn on and off like you know netflix or something yeah i i feel it I feel like that's a the sub, the monthly subscription model is a thing that freelancers especially are big fans of um, for a good reason. I, I made that pitch to our bar association when we were talking about pricing <laughs> as well. Like you know that so we're just all used to paying that and it's we're comfortable with it um, the the process. But I mean, minus that, what do you do? I guess if you encounter something you you don't know, you don't know what you don't know about. I, I think for my, well, for my industry, it and, and I'm sure everyone feels this way, right? So there's probably a stupid thing for me to say, but like what I do changes very frequently, you know, like uh, the nature of digital marketing, like anything else on the web changes like daily. I'm, and I'm not being dramatic when I say that, but, um, and so there's a, there's a need for me to be someone who is very comfortable educating myself. Um, you know, seeking out the answers. Um, if uh, I always see this with, uh, I used, when I worked at the agency, I would, I managed a team of developers and there's, there's always this weird dynamic of people coming and asking the developers to do stuff because they just didn't like the, the only difference between the two groups of people were that the developers would just Google it and the other people wouldn't, you know, but they felt like it was some sort of like technological black magic that like only developers could understand. And perhaps sometimes it was, but, um, so anyways, that was a good learning season for me. That's like, you know, here's all the things. One of the developers I used to work with when people would come ask him stuff, had like a list of questions that he would, he would make you answer. Um, cause he's a developer and that's how they are. Yeah. But it was like, was he question, wanted like, have you Googled this? <laughs> yeah. Like he wanted to know you've tried to f- figure this out yourself and you just haven't gone and dumped it on him, you know? Um, which is justifiable because I mean, although it's job security, like it's not enjoyable work for him. Like he enjoys solving the problems, but, um, but you know, he also just didn't want to be interrupted 4 million times a day, like doing the same thing over and over. So, um, so that's, you know, so there is this onus on me to, to be able to educate myself to new changes and stuff as they come out pretty well. Like there's not a, 
um, like a continuing education system in my industry, you know, um, I have a couple certifications for like Google ads and stuff that I, I keep up, but, um, you know, I don't ever take those tests and learn anything really. It's just a matter of keeping them. Um, so a lot of it is really like peer to peer learning, like people talking about stuff on Twitter, which I, I joked, uh, I think on our last episode about conferences about like the people I follow, that's, that's why, right? Like it's, um, like there's kind of this crowdsourcing of information that takes place. Um, that's helpful, you know, that people dealing with other stuff and, and like, uh, when it comes to SEO, like, uh, organic ranking on Google, um, like, uh, Google kind of famously never comments on it. Like it's all kind of secretive. So like when they make changes to the algorithm, it's up to the community to kind of come together and decide whether that's happened or not. <laughs> uh, cause Google won't, will neither confirm nor deny it's happened. And, and so that's just kind of the mindset of, of that community that, um, you, you know, I'm, I'm not so sure that that doesn't exist in a lot of places, you know, that, that there's a, there's a stream of folks that you could kind of tap into that are all kind of, um, walking in the same direction that, that can be beneficial. That's, um, that's ultimately what I did in this case was like reached out to my independent law group and, I feel like that it, that's a group of solos and more than any other group of attorneys they like some people always respond to a random question with like, this might not be your best lead, but here's a lead and this is what I would do. And yeah, I got a conversation in front of somebody who knew what they were talking about and explained it really simply, really easily. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't know what I would do without the right network. Well, I, I feel a little bit um, like, uh, I always hate to do this, but it seems like a super perfect time. We, we actually have a Facebook group for unfederated. Um, we don't talk about it hardly at all, but it exists. And, um, we just like two weeks ago, uh, created a second group that w is just for like, uh, projects, like for people, like a, like a, uh, for people to send work to other people or, or propose projects that they need help with. And so that, that kind of community, like an, an online space could be really helpful and in specific in our online space and our online community, um, for, for, if you have a problem that you don't know how to solve and you're looking for someone to help, um, there's, you know, a number of freelancers that are in there that, that might have that skill set that would be helpful. Um, and I'll include a link to that in the show notes and it's, it's for, you know, um, anyone and everyone that's kind of in that the, that exchange, you know, the looking to hire freelancers or freelancers looking for it. Yeah. Okay. Well, so, I mean, that's the solution. Like if you can teach yourself, but if you don't have the right network or if your network's just timing out, you can go to social media or gosh, the worst case scenario, you just can't figure it out and you have to give somebody else to do it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, there are small local classes. I mean, you, you've got, your, uh, continuing education stuff, but it seems like occasionally, like in particular, like around seasons of, uh, like in Chattanooga for like during startup week or something, there'll be a lot of like breakout classes that, that are kind of, you know, a far cry from like the, the college classes that we took, um, so many years ago, but, but are like little pockets of, of education that you can take, you know, like, um, uh, I remember a couple, maybe two years ago, they did one on like starting a podcast and that was something that I wanted to do for a long time. And I thought I should go to, <laughs> I should go to this class. Oh my you know? gosh. Did you go? 
Uh, no, of I course not. Because I'm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I googled it instead because you know um, all I could think of was in Parks and Rec when they have the summer catalog of all the classes and they have to they have to um, there's not enough funding for all of them, so they all show up at Leslie's house trying to bide for their class that they want to keep teaching, and uh, one of the. Uh, accountants that Ben kind of famously always starts working for and then quits the first day was teaching one on how to choose the right accounting software. <laughs> it's like, and his pitch is just so painfully terrible that it's like, that's what I feel like classes like that. <laughs> that's a totally unfair representation of who's doing them. But uh, it is a real crapshoot because like someone that's taking it really seriously, like it can be great, you know, like it can be this really good uh, asset. And then uh, oftentimes it's like a, if it's just a sales pitch in disguise, it, it usually takes kind of a different um, flavor. Okay. Um, I I did, I signed up and paid for a membership at the Mac Spa, um, a woman-owned um, Mac business near me. Um, and they have classes on using 1Password, using backblaze to back things up using the cloud and all of these things so um that's my goal is to like you you get free seminars if you have a membership to like go and learn all of those all of those niche specific things that like there's no real way to learn necessarily like how do you learn how to use a software i don't know i mean that's that's a great resource though because one like it's paid for Right. Like you've got this membership. So it's not just a glorified sales pitch, which those are kind of the worst. And two, like it sounds like that, that content is great. Like uh, anyone listening to the show should be uh, checking out one password and backblaze. Yeah. That's um, are legit. Yeah. Great. It was funny because like the suite of like offerings were, were like, exclusively the things that I use because you tell me to use them. So it's like, all right, well, they must know what they're talking about. Like, like the idiot in between. Like they, you know, I brought my computer in and they were like, so uh, what are you using? And everything I was using was like, they were like, oh, that's, that's great. Yeah, that's great. Like looking at me like, why do you still not know what you're doing? <laughs> You're really giving me this false sense of street cred in the community. I'm just a poser yeah. and my brother made me do all this stuff. <laughs> he wiped my computer in January. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Uh, so, but if, um, you know, maybe resources like that are, I don't know, yeah. bigger city things, but um, I suspect that you can find most of them at uh, shared office space places and stuff. I'll, I'll give one more to um, while we're thinking about it. I, I've taken actually a few um, classes online recently from like, I guess, individuals. Um, like, uh, for example, Seth Godin, who's a marketing author and speaker, um, has a class called the marketing seminar and it's, uh, a kind of a, like at your own pace kind of workshop that you, you buy access to. And I think they released like a video every day for, or every week for such a period, you know? And then like, there's, you know, like a couple thousand people taking the class all at the same time. Like there's kind of defined start dates. And so there's all these people and in this like forum uh, setting where you can like converse on the, the topics. 
And so you'll get like a video and then maybe some homework or some like PDF workbook kind of tasks to do, but it's, it's kind of an interesting, you know, um, alternative to like in-person classes, you know, and, and as someone who has flexibility in my schedule, but like, you know, doesn't necessarily want to like commit to something that's going to be every Tuesday morning at 10 AM or something. Um, it, it provided a lot of value cause I could just kind of roll with it and, usually I'd get busy and kind of get backed up and then I have a few days where I'm not so busy and I'd kind of like plow through a bunch of it, you know? So like it, it kind of worked with my schedule in a way that was really helpful. That's, that's a great idea. I like that a lot. Um, I, (laughs) going to in-person classes is really hard. Um, when I tried for two months to learn Spanish with that twice weekly in-person course, I was like, Oh my gosh, how do people do this? (laughs) Um, especially with a freelance schedule, like having a hard fixed, like two hour, uh, moment on your schedule twice a week is kind of uh, real difficult. And if you're a freelancer, you've got that ability to like sit down and force yourself to, to do work. So, yeah. Yeah. I, th- I mean, I think it's, it's helpful to, I mean, you've got to be able to, to your point, like if you're doing this for a living, you've got to be the kind of person that feels comfortable kind of making yourself get to work or you'll be unemployed pretty quickly. Um, but it's, it's good to have kind of those resources around you and available and, and comparatively, like the ones I've taken have felt like I got about as much from them as, as kind of, a a a slightly better than mediocre conference, you know? Um, I mean, not like a great conference, but like a pretty decent conference that I didn't regret going to, you know, um, you know, not really the, the human interaction element to the conference, but, but like good education, but it was like super convenient because it was all my time. And most of them have been priced at like half or a third of what a conference would be, you know? So like, if I'm just looking for the information, you know, if, if that's what I'm after, then it's a, it's a really good avenue. And I know, you know, Seth has a, Seth Godin has a few of them um, that have been really solid. Uh, I took one from another like author speaker. Um, I think it's kind of an in vogue thing right now for for you know thought leaders um, to do those sorts of online classes. Like it helps them kind of monetize their content. But for me, it's been kind of solid because um, it's been an affordable and flexible way for me to get get some knowledge. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Well, those are the the things that we do to try to learn things. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, I have, I have no other suggestions. That's kind of it, it for me. Cool. Well, you know, me either. Well, uh, yeah, we, we've said all we can say about learning. Um, mm-hmm. <laughs> well then have, uh, have a good week, bro. Yeah. You do the same. All right. Talk to you later. You can find show notes from this episode at unfederated.studio. And if this podcast has helped you in your journey, say thanks by rating and reviewing the show in Apple Podcasts.